This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome, everybody, for another edition of Dairyland Talk. We actually have a full team for this week's episode. Um, so it's me, uh, Adam, and Gage uh, bringing you today's show. We're going to talk about uh, Matt LaFleur, his hire for offensive coordinator, um, just some of the staffing updates that have transpired over the last few days. And we're also going to get into some free agency um, just Packers free agents for uh, for the time being. Uh, we will eventually work our way to the mar- open market and outside free agents. Um, but the big news is the Packers did finally find an offensive coordinator, uh, Nathaniel Hackett, who was previously with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, he was their quarterback's coach in 2015, worked his way up to the offensive coordinator, uh, but was let go uh, this season. Um, and now he's with LaFleur, uh, a young coach, 39 years old. Um, what are you guys feeling about what he's going to bring? What did you guys see from that 2017 offense in Jacksonville that you were, would you, that makes you believe there's potential with Hackett? I mean, I don't know about you guys, but the fact that that offense that the Jags had got to the AFC title game, uh, that was impressive enough for me to like the hire. Uh, the fact that he could take Blake Bortles and the rest of uh, definitely not a mediocre receiving group, but not nothing really special that year. Uh, I mean, they had Hearns and Robinson, but besides that, there wasn't much. And he got them that far with uh, that offense. That was pretty impressive in my eyes. So for that for that reason alone, I'm hopeful with the hire. And I saw uh, Schefter, he tweeted out that he's going to be one to challenge Aaron Rodgers. And I, I think they need guys like that. And they said the same thing with the floor. So I, I think having those two guys at the head of the helm with Rodgers as the quarterback, that could spell for a lot of good things going forward. Uh, I'm a big fan uh, seeing him brought into the fold. Uh, obviously, he's got uh, – he kind of got a bad rap there in Jacksonville. He was dealing with, one, the whole offense was supposed to be based about, around Fournette, and Fournette was constantly injured. And then Blake Bortles is – Blake Bortles. Uh, he, he had one good year, um, and – it, uh, and 
people don't realize that Hackett was actually the quarterback coach the one good year that Bortles had like three years ago. So so now does that mean he's going to make Aaron Rodgers even better? Not necessarily, but that was just something that I noticed. He like he does know how to bring the best out of players. Um, but uh, I like that he's got a running background. Um, a lot of the teams he's been on, like Stanford, this granted that was a long time ago. Stanford. Uh, he was with Buffalo and he's just been around in Jacksonville, all like run heavy style teams. And this is something that I've been kind of preaching for the last uh, few months and kind of the last year or so, ever since uh, we saw what the saints were able to do when they lean heavy on their running backs is I wouldn't be opposed to seeing the Packers go more, go more run heavy than we're used to seeing just because Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams are a great one-two punch. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing them bring in kind of a scat back pass catcher this offseason either. Um, just don't make Rodgers have to throw 50 times. Like I like for those that don't know, last year when the Packers beat the Bills, I'm pretty sure Rodgers had like 52 passing attempts or something crazy. That was in a shutout win. The fact that they did that he threw the ball that many times is just unacceptable. So I'm excited to see Hackett kind of not take the ball out of Rodgers' hands, but not force him to have to throw it all game long. Yeah, Hackett definitely got a bad rap after last season. He was fired a little over halfway through the season just because of the struggles. And uh, Fournette obviously missed a lot of time last year. Um, But in 2017, they had the best rushing attack in the entire league, which is encouraging. It should be encouraging for Packers fans, especially those who are clamoring for more Aaron Jones you're definitely going to get more of that with Hackett and LaFleur. LaFleur had a great rushing uh, approach with the Tennessee Titans last season. Um, You know, both of these guys had to work with very limited uh, personnel as far as their offense, weapons, uh, wide receivers, tight ends, uh, what have you. Um, You can compare Blake Bortles and Mariota uh, a little bit. There are some limitations for both of them. Um, Obviously, Bortles is kind of, you know, a vanilla talent in this league. And then you have Mariota, who was hurt last year, still trying to kind of find his footing. Um, but there's a lot of things to be encouraged about. Um, both of these guys are, are going to marry the pass in the run game. It's going to be completely different than what we're used to under McCarthy in my eyes. Yeah, no, and that's I think that kind of balance that we're gonna that we hope to see anyway with the rushing game and maybe the dual backs. That's something that we haven't seen in Green Bay in a very long time, and I think that's what they need. And, and with that, look past winning games. You look at Aaron Rodgers' career, and you can hope that something like that will prolong it a couple more years if he chooses to play longer. You know, just taking less stress off of him. It's not even less passing either. It's less chances to get sacked and get knocked down even. Uh, you know, we, until they figure out the offensive line and get some more depth there. So it, it, I think it's more than just the offense and the now. I think it's also in the future how it's going to help. I completely agree. Uh, just everyone assumes that running the ball, they're going to be like, oh, well, we have Aaron Rodgers. We shouldn't have to run the ball. But that's the Colts showed us this year, just like the Saints have showed us, that running the ball just opens up your passing game. It opens up the uh, the play action. Like you said, it makes it to where Rodgers doesn't have to get hit as much. As you get older, obviously, you're more frail. And the Saints, in addition to building an excellent offensive line, have built an amazing running, like a running back duo that 
makes it to where defenses can't just send the house at Breeze on every play because he'll get hit eventually, and they can't do that because what's going to happen? They just get do a little draw play up the middle. Kamara's got forty yards on you, so I'm so I'm I'm really excited to see just Hackett and Lafleur kind of develop bring this because they're both running style guys. I'm excited to see what they can do like together now. Definitely. And they're definitely going to feed off each other. They both have similar backgrounds in this league. Um, now we did get that exciting news, but you know, with the good, there's always a little bit of bad. Um, the Packers did have to let go of a few coaches. Um, it's kind of unclear whether this was LaFleur or whether this was, uh, kind of over his head. They did let go of Joe Witt Jr., uh, the passing game coordinator last year for the Packers. He's been with the team since 2008, um, so he was a part of that Super Bowl run. Um, they also lost offensive line coach James Campen. Um, Campen has has a you know an outstanding reputation, um, not just within Packers you know circles, but around the NFL uh, for his ability to develop talent. Um, you know you, you can talk about TJ Lang, Jai Sitton, all those guys um, developed under under camp. David Bakhtiari, uh, Corey Lindsley. Bakhtiari, mm-hmm. all these guys. He's going to the Browns. Joe Wood Jr. is not uh, yet signed with anybody. He hasn't been hired, but he certainly will in the near future. I have no doubt about that. Um, so now we're looking for another offensive line coach. We know that there's the Colts. Uh, Dave, uh, Dave DeGuglio DeGuglielmo, um, he's a possible candidate, kind of the hot name right now. It's kind of surprising that he was let go given the success of the Colts' offensive line this season. Um, do you guys want to weigh in on the loss of Witt and uh, Campin before we get too far ahead of ourselves? Um, Campin, definitely, definitely a big loss. Um, I know you and I on the pod last week were really talking and we're really campaigning for the team to keep him around. Obviously, like uh, they allowed him to kind of go to kind of go interview so I which I was kind of surprised about um I was I just kind of thought that he had done a good job that uh it was really surprising for LaFleur to say you know what go ahead you're good uh go go interview and he clearly didn't he didn't probably didn't feel the fit was right for him so um that's gonna that's gonna hurt depending on who they bring in um he he had a great he had a great connection with all the guys like uh, David Bakhtiari tweeted when the news was going out that he uh, Campin was interviewing. He tweeted it was a funny gif about how he was upset about it. Um, and then um, Joe Witt. Uh, Witt has done a good job of developing corner talent. Um, players like Casey Hayward, um, Jair Alexander had a great year. Um, you got guys like Sam Shields who was a wide receiver in college that was an undrafted free agent and he turned him into a decent corner, um, which uh, does a good job developing players when they have talent. It's just unfortunate. Uh, he got a, he like Hackett did. He got a bad rap because he was often left with undrafted free agents or seventh round picks that were wide receivers all through college. And they're expected to go play corner now. So um, I'm sure he'll get a job. Obviously Campen's already got one. So It'll be interesting to see where those guys end up and who they bring in to replace them. Yeah, if I was on last week, I would have been right there with you guys with camp. And I mean, guy was there for 14 years, 15 years with the Packers, part of the Super Bowl uh, team. And again, just to reiterate what you guys were saying, all the guys that he he pretty much brought up and 
he, he got on the offensive line who we who we helped out along the way. And the same thing with Witt. I, I can't agree more. He, he helped develop guys like Hayward and Shields. You know, Trey Mon was around with him in the early part of his career. So it, it's tough to see tenured coaches leave after being with a team so long and especially both of them being a part of the Super Bowl team. But, you know, it kind of like McCarthy after a while, you know, sometimes you just have to move on, especially with a new coach coming in. He's going to take along who he wants to take along. And if he if he didn't feel the fit, then by all means, do, do what LaFleur has to do what he thinks is best. If it's going to help the team win, you know, by all means, do, do what you have to do. But it's definitely hard to see them both go. But I, I agree with Gage. They're both going to find jobs. No problem. Yeah, and, and like you said, both of these guys have been with the Packers for a decade or more. It's going to be really hard for LaFleur to replace that familiarity within the organization. You know, those guys were going to be able to show him the ropes, so to speak, um, of how this organization runs. But then another part of me feels like Murphy and uh, Gutekunst are trying to just completely paint over the Mike McCarthy era, just kind of cut ties with that all together. Is that the feeling you guys are getting? Oh, 100%. I mean, they're clearing house right now. This is this is pretty much the definition. Besides Mike Patton, I mean, I mean, it's pretty much a whole new coaching staff. It's going to be a whole new coach or, or culture, excuse me, in Green Bay. Uh, it's kind of exciting, though. I mean, we haven't seen something like this since McCarthy came in uh, for the most part. So it, it's exciting. It, it does feel that way, though, like the McCarthy era, era is trying to get just wiped clean. Um, yeah, it's really surprising to look at. Uh, obviously, new head coach. Um, offensive coordinators new, and then other than that, we got the tight ends coach Brian Angelicchio returning. Which a lot, I know there was a lot of people on Twitter that were like, "Why um, have you noticed yeah. the tight end production?" But whatever. Um, and then you got defensive coordinators back, and then the defensive line coaches back, and then other than that, that's it. That is the roster of coaches right now is five, three of which are returning, and then Lafleur and Hackett. So. It's surprising just to see that meant that much turnover. Um, I know some people were kind of saying that, like, you might, I mean, kind of looking at it as painting over, but when you look at uh, a couple of the guys that left, like David Ray, we kind of knew he was gone anyway, um, just by conversations we had heard throughout the year. Um, and then you knew Ron Zook was going to have to be gone. So, like, those are two guys we didn't expect to see back. But, the, uh, but seeing Joe Witt and, um, and Joe Witt and James Camp and gone was the probably the two biggest surprises. I thought that Witt would be back in some capacity, and I thought Campen had done more than enough to earn a job. But it's very possible the Packers were like, "Hey, do you want to be back?" And he's like, "Not really." And they're just like, "Okay, go ahead." For sure, for sure, I definitely feel the same way. And um, Pedden is kind of. I think Pedden is going to get a lot of say in who he can have in have on his staff. Maybe it was kind of uh, Pedden's uh, opinion as well that he didn't want to have Joe Witt uh, around anymore. Maybe it wasn't. Uh, there are some there is some speculation that Pedden wasn't necessarily with that, uh, you know, entirely in tune with that decision. Um, but I definitely kind of understand it. The secondary has underachieved over the last couple of years, uh, probably since 2015, really. Um, the secondary hasn't really lived up to expectations. Um, you can, uh, you know, argue the talent wasn't necessarily there, but I feel like they should have been better prepared. Um, you know, game in and game out, they 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 were really overwhelmed, in my opinion. 
the Packers are going to retain uh, Jerry Montgomery, who he is the defensive line coach, which is uh, encouraging news, especially with the uh, up and coming star and Kenny Clark. Um, you know, he did a great job with Mike Daniels as well. Um, he's been with the Packers since 2015, so pretty much uh, since Mike Daniels got his start there. Uh, Dean Lowry has also show, uh, gained strides over the years, so it's good to see Montgomery back. Um, the Packers are inter- uh, interviewing or interested in uh, special teams coordinator for the Dolphins, Darren Rizzi. Uh, he's getting a lot of recognition for what he's done with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, is he atop you guys' list for the uh, Ron Zooks position? Uh, Gage and God. Um. For me, uh, yeah, he's probably the he's probably the top of my list right now. I haven't done a, to- a lot of uh, special teams uh, looking around. I've been more focused on like kind of the offensive and defensive stuff. Um, I, I and that's that's not to say that special teams isn't as important. It's just that's where my main focus has been is finding those because obviously we just found out the offensive coordinator got the gig has been filled, and uh, I'm just I'm really intrigued to see them fill out that roster and i want to see special teams kind of get a bump back special teams has gotten pushed more for like further and further down um as the years have gone on just because of like the kickoffs or it's more and more likely or it's more and more likely the guys either kneel or the ball just goes out of the back of the end zone so but i i'd like to see them bring somebody in that can uh make it to where the packers have like a Either like their punter is gonna do is gonna play up to his standard, which I felt like J.K. Scott played below his standards. While that's not necessarily Ron Zook's fault, I feel like part of it is. Um, and I feel like the Packers have the, a lot of athleticism with these young uh, receivers, so I think that uh, they can make some like really good gunners on the punt unit. And uh, I just I want to see the special teams like be not a total detriment. Uh, I I know the offense is gonna be better, the defense I expect to be better, so it's the special teams has to kind of pull back together. Not like they're not, they don't have to be the best unit in the league, but they got to be better than they were. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, pretty much just everything I could have said into one, anything that can improve special teams. I'm all for whether it be Rizzi or really anybody else, whoever, whoever the floor and ever want to bring in. I mean, it, it really can't get much worse than it was last year. So as long as there's improvement to me, it, it I don't really have anyone in particular to bring in, but Rizzi would be interesting, you know, uh, I haven't really heard anything awful about Dolphin special teams, and like Gage said, a lot of a lot of young receivers that could be made into gunners, possibly if you get the right guy in there to uh, to to get them to that level. So, really, anybody that will improve special teams, I'm all for. Yeah, basically, it would just be encouraging to have special teams not lose us games in 2019. That's basically what I'm looking uh, from the next coach, someone who's going to hold guys accountable. Um, and and just and just bring some energy to that third unit. That's really what the Packers need. I feel like they've lacked that energy and a lot of creativity uh, over the last couple years under Zook. Um, but let's go ahead and transition over to free agents. The Packers have a long list of guys they could either re- choose to let walk or retain. Um, I guess we'll start off with the big names, Clay Matthews and Randall Cobb. Do you want either of these guys back in Green Bay next season? Oh, do I want them? As a fan, I would love to see them, but you have to figure it's going to be one or the other or maybe neither. I don't think both of them are going to be signed. If I had to choose one, I would probably say Cobb 
just because I don't know how much the Packers are going to look for receivers in the draft. I think there are bigger needs to fill in that area. Uh, free agency, it's not the deepest. It's not like they're going to go searching for big-name guys. So I think if Cobb could come back on you know a little more hometown discount given his relationship with Rodgers, you know, off-the-field relationship, uh, and then on the field, the chemistry that they have, I, I would take Cobb over Clay as hard of a decision as that would be. Um, I actually, I wrote a piece about this, came out uh, last week. It was either over the weekend or something like that. Uh, it was three free agents that I am okay with them letting walk. It was Clay, Cobb, and uh, Kentrell Bryce, which Kentrell Bryce was a big duh. But um, Matthews, I uh, just, I don't know how much he has left. Um, outside linebacker is a really thin position, and uh, I just, I, I think that he's going to want still too much money for what for what little production he's had and uh even like last year he stayed completely healthy and he only totaled like three and a half sacks which is just it's not enough um and then Cobb Cobb's been he's he's only 29 but um he's struggled mightily to stay healthy over the last few years um and yes he does have a great connection with Rodgers and he feels a need in that slot position but I would prefer to see them go with a guy like Geronimo Allison, who we'll probably get to a little bit later. But I prefer them to see prefer to see them go get Geronimo, keep him in the fold, who's four years younger. He's got a lot less mileage, um, and have him kind of go into that Cobb slot. He's got he's showed a he showed a strong connection to Rodgers when he before he got injured. So I so I'm okay with that. And that being their replacement to him, because um, Allison probably won't command a ton of money. Um, and like like you said, Adam, they're both uh, fan favorite guys, but I just don't think that I think Cobb's going to be too expensive, just because wide receivers are really thin market at this year, and Matthews is just not going to be worth whatever his price tag is. Yeah. Uh, I, I, oh, I'm sorry, Brandon. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I mean, I, I'm not spectrum. I totally agree. If you're talking price and everything. I'm just thinking from more of a standpoint, if they're willing to come back for cheaper. I mean, I agree. If they're asking for too much money, let them walk. I mean, Randall's been injury prone. Like you said, Clay hasn't been producing. But if you look, it's not even just the numbers with Clay. I mean, he, he's still in there making plays. He doesn't have the sack numbers. He's not getting blown up off the line, though. He's still a presence. So if he would come back for cheaper, I would want him around, but not if he's going to be asking for tons of money. And the same thing with Cobb. If he'll come back for cheaper, it would be great to have him and Geronimo, but I totally get what you're saying, and I agree on that level. Well, if Matthews is willing to come back from the veteran's minimum, I'd take him at that. Um, I think that that's about what his market is right now, just because at this point in his career, all he, like, he does a good job setting the edge, but he just doesn't have the explosiveness, and the Packers already have a lot of really good edge setters. They need some more like they need some more quick burst off the line guys and that's not real, what Clay really is. So if you wanted to come back at like a veteran's minimum as a rotational pass rusher, Sure, take him back. Anything more than that, I'm okay with letting him walk. Cobb, uh, it, d- it depends on how much of a discount we're talking here. Like, so he was, so his co- contract that just ended was paying him ten a year. Like, what's a number that you feel comfortable bringing him back and a and a number of years? Because obviously, so he's 29, but he's an he's almost an old 29 because he's played for eight years. So. Like, what's a number and number of years that you're comfortable bringing him back at? I would say anywhere from two to three years, 10 to 15 million, if you would take that. Like, 10 to 15 money wise, so roughly five million a year? Yeah, around there. 
if you could get him back for two years at five mil a year with like a third year team option or third year like a non guarantee, sure, mm-hmm. I'll take that. That would but be ideal. For any, me. But anything, anything really more than that, because I think it just starts getting a little, little too pricey for me. For because I don't think that he'd be worth. Like it's it's sad to say I don't think he'd be worth the five mil in that age thirty two season, just because he is aging, like he is such an old guy because of how young he came into the NFL. He's kind of like Kenny Clark. Like Kenny Clark's gonna be when in his like tenth season, he's still only gonna be thirty, and people are gonna be like, "How's this guy only thirty? He's been around forever." And I think that's kind of what Cobb is. Cobb is just he doesn't have that burst quite anymore. So if you can get him on a cheap deal, like five million a year for two years and a third year non-guaranteed, sure. But other than that, I'm, like I said, I'm more than willing to let Geronimo and the young guys kind of take that role. I think I think both of these guys just have really interesting careers, especially what it, leading up to what you know the decision will be in free agency in March, uh, well February for for team, you know, because they're uh, with the Packers. Um, you know, these guys received huge paydays when their statistics were still, um, you know, at the top of the, at the top of their positions. And now the Packers kind of bit the bullet by not by basically eating these contracts and just and just kind of letting it play out. It was really interesting. A lot of people thought both of these guys were candidates for, for pay cuts or even being released last offseason. And here we are. Both of them played the entire 2018 season. Well, Matthews actually played every game, whereas Cobb, uh, he missed, what, nine games, I believe, uh, or seven games, excuse me. Um, so Cobb has had the durability issues over the last three seasons. I think he's missed, like, 11 games um, in total, and yet his numbers haven't been nearly what they should be given the, the $10 million he gets annually. Um, I'd rather invest that money elsewhere. Uh, I think Clay could possibly come back. He would it it would obviously have to be on a a team friendly deal, hometown discount. He could still be a rotational edge rusher, similar to what Julius Peppers did uh, at age thirty five for the Packers when he had a couple good seasons. Um, but just moving down the list, I see Muhammad Wilkerson. He's a no for me, just because I think he's kind of showing his age he didn't show me much in the first uh couple games this year um i'm just not sure he's going to be worth it he's probably going to get a similar deal to what he had uh coming into this season that that veteran minimum so he's a no for me how do you guys feel about mo wilkerson uh he i mean he's a no for me as well but it's not because of what i didn't see out of him actually i mean the short time he played i didn't mind what i saw i actually Got a little more from him than I thought he was going to give on the line. But it's more so because there's obviously Mike Daniels and Kenny Clark. But I love having Dean Lowry there. He's one of those guys that no one talks about, uh, like kind of like Fackrell with the linebacker group. I, I loved Fackrell when they got him in the middle rounds, and I like Lowry when they drafted him. Uh, classic run stopper that could also find his way into the backfield here and there. Uh, but plus you got to think that they're going to be looking into the draft for young blood to bring up uh, – more so pass rushers on the edge, uh, but guys that could take his spot on the D-line. So I don't think they'll bring him back just solely for that reason. They have talent there, and I think they'll be looking more towards the draft to fill it. Uh, I kind of agree. Uh, I liked 
I, just like you, Adam, I liked what um, little we did get to see from Wilkerson. Unfortunately for him, Kentrell Bryce decided to come flying in, take him out for the year. For once. Um, yeah, Kentrell Bryce flying in, taking out his team. That's out of that away. Um, and I think that, uh, Brandon, you're right. I think that he probably will get something close to one, one for five. I think he might be. I think he might be willing to take a little bit less than that just to kind of – prolong it he is like he is 30 years old so he knows that he's near in the end of uh his lifespan as or well not lifespan but uh just his cycle NFL through the NFL. NFL. yeah thank you i was like he's not dying um yeah. but yeah so i so that's kind of where i feel like i think that he probably is going to cost a little too much and lowry played well um he soaks up he soaks up snaps he does he does a good job in the run uh, defending the run, and uh, I think that he kind of blends well with those guys. And like you said, they're gonna—I think they're gonna try and get younger on the outside. Um, and I think, and I think Montrevious Adams still has something. He's not gotten a lot of—he hasn't gotten a lot of run, and he never really gets the chance to get rolling. I think that he can if he get, if he just gets the opportunity, just like uh, Reggie Gilbert did in the preseason last year. Adams had a great preseason, but he just never really got the opportunity to show that. Um, so I think that they have a decent defensive line. I'd like to see them add somebody kind of in the mid rounds, let Lowry, uh, Clark, and Daniels be your front three, and then add a, p- a good pass rusher or two. Well, add two or three pass rushers to the edges, just kind of shore it up. So yeah, Wilkerson, no for me, just because I think he's going to cost a little too much, and I think that they got. Um, a good piece in place to replace him. Yeah. And I think hopefully the team's holding out on Adams. I'm not saying it's going to be the same degree, but you know, we saw Fackerel take that third year jump uh, when he was, you know, playing a more prominent role uh, for his position. Uh, They choose not to re-sign Wilkerson. That's probably good news for Adams who will see more snaps. Um, Now moving on down the list of free agents, uh, Mercedes Lewis and Lance Kendricks at tight end. Uh, I think it's safe to assume the Packers are just going to totally rebuild that position, possibly keep Jimmy Graham on for another season since he has, uh, you know, that third year option. Um, Byron Bell, uh, let's go ahead and uh, cut ties with that disaster. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Devon House, uh, not really needed to give much attention there. 30 years old really limited to probably 20 snaps a game, uh, a bulk of those coming on special teams uh, moving forward. Not much there. Um, Really, I I look at this list, there's really only three guys I'm interested in bringing back, and that is Bashad Breeland, Ibrahim Campbell, and Gmo, Geronimo Allison. Those are the three guys I would really want to see back next year. You guys may feel differently, but there's names like Eddie Pleasant, uh, Jake Ryan, uh, Dan Vitale, Lucas Patrick. Um, those are guys Reggie Gilbert. You don't want to see Reggie Gilbert back on a really cheap deal. Well, he's uh, Reggie Gilbert. Ha- it will be back just because he's an exclusive rights free agent, so he hasn't accrued those seasons yet. So he'll likely be back unless something happens in training camp where they have some emerging guy and they feel like they can cut him. Um, so I think Reggie Gilbert. Will, will maybe be back. He he'll definitely get his shot in training camp, but I don't. I, I think he didn't show enough during the season when he actually did 
you know, get reps against first team starters. You know, I don't think I don't think against the starters he looked the same as he did in the preseason, which is 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 expected, but it, it's also the reality of his limitations um, as a pass rusher and as a reserve uh, player. I get it. Uh, I mean, my whole thing with it is more that pat or pass rusher for this team is such a thin position. Like, so they have Nick Perry, who has had one season in his career. Um, one, literally one. He, I don't know if he's ever played 16 games. Um, they had Kyler Fackrell, who had a good year, great year for, by his standards. But uh, there's a lot to kind of look at there where it's not necessarily looks, doesn't necessarily look like it's going to be sustainable. Um, like, yeah, he totaled 10 and a half sacks, but how much of that, but there was, it was really fluky and he didn't register a lot of pre- pressure on the quarterback and he didn't register um, a lot of quarterback hits or hurries, which kind of shows me that it was almost like his sacks were kind of fluky. Like he'd get there and he'd get home, but that'd be, that'd be about it. He wouldn't really cause him havoc otherwise. Um, and then Matthews, like we talked about, he's probably gone out the door. And with Ed Rusher being so thin, if you can get a guy like Gilbert, like Gilbert, if he he just needs to, he needs to add a move, which I know at 26, it's like, well, I mean, if he just needs to add a move to be good, then why isn't all of these other guys good? Like he just, he shows flashes during the preseason. Then I don't know if it's just the talent level just causes that much of a difference or what it is for him. But I think if the, I mean, if he comes back at that cheap number as just a rotational guy, I'm okay with it. Um, now if they get way better guys and they're like you, we don't need him, then that's fine. But that's just kind of my thinking is he's so cheap. They have so little depth there. I'm okay with them keeping a guy like him around. And see, I would love to see Jake Ryan stick around. I've, I've always been a fan of his and what he does on the field. It, it just seems like the combination of him and Blake Martinez it's always been a solid combination. Obviously, not like a Thomas Davis and a Luke Keekley, but I mean, it's it's a good, solid foundation in the middle of your defense. Uh, he's kind of like the bulldozing run stopper. Blake could do it too, but he's also solid in the pass coverage. Uh, you know, for for a bigger linebacker, um, if he if he would come back on a one year deal, a little cheaper, given the injury, uh, I would I would like to see them do that and uh, see if he still has something left after. Uh, I, I think it was leg injury. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's hard to come off come off of those. So if he if he wants to uh, give it a one year deal and see if he can still play in Green Bay, I would like to see that happen. Uh, my only issue with Ryan is uh, so that, sorry to interrupt you, Brandon. They brought in Oren Burks last year, who it was mostly a lost season, but you also had to take into account that he was learning a brand new position for him. So it was. So it was a lost year because he was trying to learn something brand new. He was trying to learn a brand new system. So, and I, I would like um, Burks's ability to, uh, I like his pass coverage ability. Um, that's like, that was what they brought him in for was his ability to cover running backs out of the backfield. Um, he's very quick. Uh, Martinez improved his coverage greatly last year. He was one of the better coverage linebackers that uh, the NFL had. And, um, Antonio Morrison showed me a little bit more than I expected. Uh, I watched Antonio Morrison just play absolutely terrible football with the uh, with the Colts for a year, and I kept saying that the Colts needed to get rid of him, and then when the Packers traded for him, I was like, I don't know what the heck the point of this is. But he had a good year. Um, he's he's not the most athletic guy. He plays real hard downhill, but he's so he's under contract. He plays the same role that – um, a guy like Ryan would play, 
So um, at the end of the day, it's like, do I want to bring this guy back who's coming off an injury who's older and have to pay him more money? Or do I want to keep this guy who's already under contract, who plays the same role and has already played a year in the system? Right. I, I liked Morrison as well. I liked how he was able to uh, be a stopgap oh. player for them. You know, he did. He didn't. He wasn't a starter by any means. Um but as far as pursuing ball carriers, you know, that's kind of where he excels. Um, now, Jake Ryan, he had his ups and downs. Um, I really didn't. It, it was hard to see him tear, you know, tear his ACL and training camp and kind of lose out on this prove it season. Uh, the last year of his rookie uh, rookie contract, you know, you wish you had seen him kind of get a shot to kind of prove his worth and maybe earn another contract. But I, I was. Um, I didn't want to interrupt you guys. I just thought it was funny how we all kind of had our, our, our one favorite guy. Adam has Jake Ryan. Gage, you have Reggie Gilbert. Um, for me, it's probably Ibrahim Campbell, who I'd like to see back. It sounds like we're all kind of on board with Geronimo Allison, at receiver, and he's one of my favorite players on the entire team. Really hope he comes back. He's a restricted uh, free agent, so any team that offers him a deal, the Packers will be able to match that and retain him. So that's good to see. Um, but for our next uh, podcast, what what I thought would be a, a good idea was we come back. Uh, Adam, you present your argument to keep uh, Jake Ryan for another year. Gage, you take Reggie Gilbert. I'll take Ibrahim Campbell. We'll just discuss those, um, and we'll see. We'll argue uh, for those guys, argue for and against, uh, and we'll see what we can conclude and who we want back in 2019. Um, but thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, for another edition of Dairyland Talk, we will be back in a few days. Uh, and everyone, take care out there. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.